Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is streaming now on Netflix, a film adaptation of a work by celebrated playwright August Wilson. Frankfurt, Kentucky native and Tony Award winner George C. Wolfe directed the film version. His many credits include the hit Broadway show Jelly's Last Jam and directing the Broadway debut of Angels in America Millennium Approaches. He spoke with WFPL arts reporter Stephanie Wolfe. So Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is part of August Wilson's famous 10 play, The Pittsburgh Cycle, on the Black experience in America throughout the 20th century. It's the only play from the series not set in Pittsburgh and the only one centered around a real person, Ma Rainey, known as the mother of the blues. and the film are set in Chicago in 1927, mostly during a single recording session for a new Ma Rainey album. How did you come to direct the film adaptation? Well, Denzel has taken on the responsibility, you know, an incredible responsibility to uh, make sure that all of August's plays are turned into films. So this is Denzel Washington, who was a producer on the film. And he directed Fences, and then he said he wanted me to direct uh, Ma Rainey. And so that's one thing that you acquire from seeing a play. And then there's another thing from working on the actual material itself. You get inside the language and you grow to understand how brilliant it is. And the same thing working on the film of Ma Rainey. I just fell in love with the texture of, and the language and these and these people call monologues, but I call them blues arias that the, that the characters break into. White folk don't understand about the blues. They hear it come out, but they don't know how it got there. They don't understand that that's life's way of talking. You don't sing to feel better. You sing because that's the way of understanding life. While the work is set nearly 100 years ago, its themes resonate today. Race, sexuality, faith, even the music industry. Ma Rainey, a black artist and an LGBTQ artist, is trying to protect her art, while these white executives just have dollar signs in their eyes because they're making money off of her art. How does this work continue to speak to you? Given the year that we've gone through with the shutdown, given what we, you know, the protests in the streets and, and George Floyd and all of that, there are, there are all sorts of clear, obvious references that apply very specifically to race. But I think it's also, I mean, you know, it's, Ma's issues are very much so informed by the fact that she is a, a, a black woman artist and she's got to come into contact with the white power structure. So that's very specifically that. But I think anybody who is an artist who has a story to tell or who is trying to claim their own power inside of a structure that is only interested in feeding itself, hopefully they can find themselves inside of the story as well. You've said that the role of Levy, played in the film by the late Chadwick Boseman, exemplifies America for you. How so? Levy is incredibly very smart. He's very charismatic. He has an understanding of the future. He's exploding with talent and intelligence and ambition. And at the same time, as when he was very young, you know, he experienced two incredibly horrifying things happen to both of his parents. And there's this pain and the trauma of his past. And I think that is America. It's like, will we be able to embody the promise of the future, you know, uh, or will our haunted past keep, past keep us from moving forward? And I think that's the ongoing question of America. That's the question that we're all wrestling with. And there are times where events happen and it brings all those questions to the surface. Will our painful past allow us to experience the promise of the future? 
Speaking of Levy, I'd like to talk about several scenes in the film that involve a door. Levy's kind of fixated with it. And spoiler alert, at one point in the film, he even breaks through this door. Will you talk a bit about the significance of that door as you saw it in this film? Breaking through the door doesn't happen in the play, so it, it's something that was that, that, that we created for the film. You know, Levy keeps on going, they move the door, and then he, he goes up and tries to open it, and he can't. And that was, you know, and then at another point, you know, he tries to open it, and he can't. And then at a crucial moment, he, he, he finally breaks through that door, and it leads to an encased space. And... And that, to me, is it's really fascinating. It's, it's it, once again, it's it's that is racism in America, if you will. That is that is the complicated legacy. Is one can work really hard to break through, and very frequently, when you break through, what one finds oftentimes is another obstacle that, therefore, you then must figure out how to break through. And it's you know, and 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 I think that's very specifically about about you know the racial dynamics in America. But I think it's also just true of life. It's challenging, but it's the test of, of perseverance and, and figuring out how to maintain hope and, and strength and, and, uh, and determination regardless of the obstacle that has befallen you. And in the case of Levy, unfortunately, he confronts that obstacle on a day where a lot of the things that have that have that he's used to hold him together, which is the belief in his talent, the belief in his music, and the idea that if he works really hard and if he's charming and if he's smart, it will change his life. And in one day, all of that gets taken away from him. And that's when he has this confrontation with the obstacle on the other side of the door. You were born in Frankfort, Kentucky in 1954 and grew up there. How has being a Black Kentuckian shaped you as a playwright and as an artist? So the accomplishments that I've achieved, you know, are great, but my true confidence came from where I'm from. A bad review can't take away, or a questionable article in the New York Times can't take away that sense of power and confidence because it was embedded in me when I was a very, very young person because, you know, for the first eight years of my life, Frankfort, Kentucky was segregated. So the community that I'm from, they protected me and empowered me and told me I was smart and magical and amazing so that when I went into the world, I wasn't processing someone else's definition of myself. Have you always been drawn to theater? Yeah, and I really don't know why, but I always was deeply affected by theater. I mean, I, you know, I went to the, the school, Rosenwald was a laboratory school that was connected to Kentucky State, and my mother taught there, and she later became principal there. And every year they would put on these plays, and there was, there was this, like, this other kind of energy that would erupt inside of my brain and my being while that was going on. During nap time, when I was in kindergarten, I would use that time to stage plays. And my cousins told me that when I would play, when we would play house or something like that, I would give other people lines to say. So I wasn't so much, I was less interested in being in it, but more so I was more interested in making it. A year ago, October, they invited me back and I spoke and I sat on the stage of the Grand Theater which, which when I was growing up, was the theater where black people could go. There was a capital theater, which I couldn't go to. It was very interesting to me because what would end up happening is, with, and this was like, you know, after, you know, when I was seven, eight or nine, eight or nine or something, Frankfurt became integrated and I was able to go to the capital theater. But, but for the first six or seven years, I would go to, we would go, there was some other entrance that would lead to the balcony. And that's where we would watch movies and movies that would come to Frankfurt 
they would come to the Capitol Theater, and then three or four months later, it felt like, then they would finally show up at the Grand. But I, it was a very strange and interesting phenomenon because, you know, after, after a certain point, you know, they shut down the Grand, and now, and they tore down the Capitol Theater, and now the Grand is there, and that's where they have cultural events and all sorts of stuff. But when I walked inside, I realized it was the first time I had gone through the front door. Wow. Ever. So my name's on the marquee of the Grand, and I'm sitting on stage, and I'm being interviewed, and the kids from Frankfurt High School, which is where I went to, are giving me a little award, and I'm getting these governor and legislature proclamations, and it's the first time I'd ever gone through the front door. The past was, was completely, totally present while I was totally in the present. And anytime that happens, I find it complicated and weirdly healing. 